It's Friday, November 4th, 2022, and welcome to episode 27 of the Alameda Postcast, an audio service of the Alameda Post. I'm your host, Scott Peeler. In this edition of the Postcast, additional oversight for the Alameda Police, the City Council passes the Grand Street safety improvements on a 3-2 to two vote, new parks have new names, the Lincoln Avenue, Marshall Way, Pacific Avenue corridor improvement project moves ahead, Election Day is this Tuesday, and don't forget to turn your clocks back Saturday night. These stories and more on this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Our top story, Alameda will now have a full-time Police Auditor Advisor, or PAA. At Tuesday's council meeting, the decision was reached to hire a full-time Auditor Advisor who would not be part of the department, but would instead report directly to the city attorney. The PAA will advise the Chief of Police on operations, policies, and procedures, and be responsible for achieving and maintaining APD accreditation. 22 members of the public commented on the move. Opinions were split. 40% of the commenters approved the move, while 45% objected to the lack of a citizen oversight committee. Some of those objectors also opposed the PAA outright. The remaining commenters offered alternative ideas, such as delaying the decision and gathering further public input. Mayor Marilyn Ezie Ashcraft said she was fine with having a community process, but considered hiring the PAA a constructive first step. She noted that hiring an auditor was not an indictment of Police Chief Nishant Joshi, whom she commended. Councilmember Trish Herrera-Spencer said that the community-led steering committee on police reform and racial equity, which had recommended a community oversight committee, was hand-picked by a former city manager and met behind closed doors without public input. She felt they did not represent the community at large and recommended that community members interested in providing direct input to APD participate in the department's quarterly community beat meetings between residents and APD personnel who serve their districts. The vote to move forward with the hiring passed 4-1 to one with Vice Mayor Malia Vela dissenting. Also at the meeting, the Grand Street Resurfacing and Safety Improvement Project moved ahead. Postcast listeners will recall that the plan to add separated bike lanes, traffic calming measures, and alternating parking has been in discussion since June. In October, Mayor Ashcraft expressed her concerns about the safety of the design, which had been recommended by city staff. On October 18th, after meeting with members of Bike Walk Alameda, the council voted to reconsider the measure at this week's meeting. The vote to approve the staff's recommended design was 3-2, to two, with Trish Herrera-Spencer and Tony Desog dissenting. Not every vote was split. The council unanimously approved the names for three new Alameda parks. The Alameda Landing Waterfront Park at the end of 5th Street will be named Bohol Circle Immigrant Park and will include educational signage about Bohol Circle, a Filipino-American social society here in Alameda. The Alameda Point Neighborhood Park will be called Whale Park, And finally, Alameda Point Waterfront Park will be known as Seaplane Lagoon Promenade. Karen Jensen's full article about Tuesday's meeting can be found at alamedapost.com slash news. There is another major road overhaul on the way in the name of safety. Last week, staff from the City of Alameda and Parisi Transportation Consulting used a virtual workshop to update community members on the Lincoln Avenue, Marshall Way, Pacific Avenue Corridor Improvement Project. The project proposes extensive safety improvements along the three-mile corridor from Main Street, Central Avenue, Pacific Avenue to the west, and Broadway to the east. Parisi founder and principal David Parisi began the workshop by detailing existing conditions along the corridor, including hotspot intersections where traffic collisions have occurred. Since the corridor's roadway capacity is currently greater than twice the daily traffic volume, Parisi's team proposed a road diet to reduce the roadway from four lanes to three to address speeding concerns, enable smoother traffic flow, and introduce bicycle lanes to Lincoln Avenue. The project would occur in phases, immediate, early, and ultimate vision. 
The Walnut Street intersection with Lincoln Avenue, where resident Fred Zender was killed by a drunk driver in June of 21, would be prioritized for immediate improvements, including installation of a flashing beacon, colorized pavement, and other intersection visibility improvements. Next, two stretches of the corridor, Marshall Way Pacific Avenue and Lincoln Avenue east of Chestnut Street, would be upgraded in the early phase. Additionally, problematic and currently uncontrolled intersections along the corridor, including Broadway and Concordia, 9th, St. Charles, Stanton, and Walnut Streets, would each receive flashing beacons, curb bulbs to reduce pedestrian crossing distances, as well as greenery. The ultimate vision phase introduces roadway changes to the remainder of Lincoln Avenue west of Chestnut Street and east of Park. Transit enhancements for Line 96, traffic signal upgrades, neighborhood greenway treatments, and new roundabouts at 5th and 8th Streets are all proposed under this final phase. With the exception of removing parking spaces to increase visibility near intersections, no other parking removal is proposed. The project is expected to enter the design phase in early 23. For more information, including links to the project details, see Kender's article at alamedapost.com news. This Tuesday is Election Day. Many people have already voted, with early voting outpacing that of a typical midterm election. If you're still deciding, make sure to take advantage of the Post's complete election coverage at alamedapost.com election. There, you'll find Dennis Evanoski's complete voter's guide, links to our candidates' forums, and thanks to the League of Women Voters, an examination of campaign donations in our local races. Keep an eye on AlamitaPost.com. Be sure to follow our social media feeds on Facebook and Instagram. We'll have timely election results for you, and next Friday, the Postcast will take a look at all the races and measures that affect Alameda. As a reminder, the Alameda Post does not endorse candidates or measures. A brief personal note... I got to experience my first Alameda Halloween this year. I live on Grand near Ensenal. All I can say is, wow, what an amazing time. And with all that candy being handed out, I think I now understand why there are so many dentists on Santa Clara. Speaking of Halloween, as you take down your decorations, don't throw your pumpkins in the trash. If you'd really like to do some good, the Oakland Zoo welcomes uncarved, unpainted pumpkins. They accept pumpkins seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. When you arrive, a security guard will direct you on where to go. Here are the guidelines. Make sure they're uncarved, unpainted, or marked on. No rotten spots or cracks. Any size is okay, and any type is okay, including gourds. If you have more than 50 large pumpkins, please call the zoo's extension 226 in advance to arrange proper drop-off. If your pumpkins don't meet the zoo's guidelines, make sure they go into the green organics bin. Of course, this weekend brings something scarier than Halloween for many people, namely the end of daylight savings time. That's right, time to fall back. At 2 a.m. Sunday, or as you head to bed Saturday night, make sure and turn your clocks back one hour. As we've discussed the past couple of weeks on the postcast, gas-powered leaf blowers are about to be banned on Alameda. The ban begins on January 1st, the result of a city council vote taken in September of 21. I reached out to the city for clarification on one detail. The ban only affects single-purpose leaf blowers, so if you have a combination tool with multiple attachments, such as trimmer, edger, blower, you can still use that item. Now is a good time to switch over, however. Look for the city to be offering rebates and coupons soon. Details available in the November 3rd news brief at alamedapost.com news. Now a look at upcoming events of interest to the Alameda community, unless otherwise noted. Details for these events can be found at alamedapost.com events. This Friday, from noon until 7, it's the 9th Annual Jewelry and More Benefit Sale at the Thrifty Kitty on Webster Street, benefiting the Friends of the Alameda Animal Shelter. Jewelry, precious metals, vintage items, games of chance, and more. Cool stuff for a great cause. 
Altarina Playhouse continues its run of A Nice Family Gathering. You might think your Thanksgiving gatherings are stressful, but what about when one of the guests is a ghost? That's the setup for Phil Olson's quirky comedy that critics have called heartwarming. The show runs Friday and Saturday at 8 with a 2 p.m. Sunday matinee now through November 20th with an added presentation Thursday, November 17th. The Alameda Holiday Boutique returns to the Albert H. DeWitt Officers Club, the O Club, for its 42nd year, Saturday and Sunday from 10 until 4. Featuring over 60 local craftspeople and artists, the Alameda Holiday Boutique is one of the oldest and largest holiday boutiques in the East Bay. Shoppers can obtain a variety of freshly prepared salads and sandwiches, refreshments, baked goods, coffee, and Alameda Meals on Wheels is offering mimosas for sale in the main ballroom. Fiesta Alameda is Saturday from noon until 5. All ages are welcome to this free event celebrating Latin dance, music, culture, food, and drinks on the taxiway at Alameda Point. Jump along to the beats of headliners like Santana tribute band Carnival and Samba Funk. Saturday morning at 11.30, the Pacific Pinball Museum offers their monthly Little Flippers class for kids age 5 to 12, free with paid adult admission. It's the first weekend of the month, and that means the Alameda Point Antiques Fair, 800 dealer booths making it the largest antique show in Northern California. Please remember that since the fair takes place on a wildlife sanctuary, no pets are permitted. Again, details at alamedapost.com events. That's it for this episode of the Alameda Postcast. Visit our website, alamedapost.com newsletter, to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Don't forget, you can support the Post by becoming a member. And now through the end of the year, your donation can be doubled. Details at alamedapost.com memberships. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Find the Postcast wherever you get your podcasts or simply tell your smart device to play the Alameda Postcast podcast. I'm Scott Peeler. I'll be back next Friday with episode 28 of the Alameda Postcast.